Hey guys, um, this is a little unorthodox, but today's show is special. It's a live show that we did in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And before we get started, we just wanted to remind everyone, for those who are new, for those who are not, to try our Patreon podcast. We do two a week, uh, one for one dollar, two for two dollars, and they are not about politics. Go to julianbrandy.com. There's a free episode there for you to listen to to see if you like it. Um, you can choose to do one podcast a week or two. You don't have to do both. You can just see what you think. No ads, no nothing. It does cost money. It's how we survive. But I mean, some people think it's funner than listening to politics. So if you're new here, just know this live show, um, I was definitely drunk and I mean, I'm pretty much always drunk. It doesn't matter, but this is live. That's why the audio sounds like that. That's why there's a live audience. Normally we do a regular old podcast. So if you're wondering what it sounds like, go listen to fucking last week and it's still going to be shitty, but that's what's up. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast. We love you and thank you for even coming here at all. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme, I am extreme. It's all shit, uh uh, this shit is bananas. B A A A A A S, this shit is Trump bananas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Welcome. Somebody to keep the time. Okay. Somebody will. All right. Here's well, what it looks like when we're in our dr- uh, drug den doing the podcast. So I'm definitely on a lot of drugs right now. For those of you who don't know, we started this podcast in 2016. There's go ahead. I'll just go ahead. Where's my phone? Oh, yeah. We started this podcast in 2016 when Trump got elected. And we've been doing it ever since. I know. Basically, I forced Brandy to do p- politics because I'm super annoying and lazy. And she's been a trooper in doing it. And now, like, you know so much. I wanted to do a podcast about housewives. Yes. Or just 90 Day Fiance right. or fucking anything yeah. other than politics. And now we know so much, it's like you just can't go back. And it's a living hell. A living hell. So we wish we didn't know the things that we knew, but now we do. Well, um, the podcast is terrible. We have 14 <laughs> listeners, which is why there's only 20 people here. I'm so happy. How many people do you think left? At least seven. Well, I'm impressed. You guys definitely don't listen to this podcast. You, you guys in the front right here. Is this a child? Good. That's a child? Lord. I said all that shit in front of a child? This is how not present she I is. I literally said the word jizz in front of a child. Jizz. Jizz. Oh, jizz. Oh. I said motherfucker. Oh, God. I literally said... Po- I think jizz is worse than I motherfucker. I said at the beginning. H- how old are you? Oh, oh my great. God. Great. Perfect. Loves it. She doesn't listen. Listen, can I tell you guys this? My mother is babysitting her dog and cat... And she 
lock the door. My mom's like 115. She's going to hear this. Mom, I love you. Just kidding. You're like super young and very like living and thriving. Julie left her out in the fucking heat in Burbank without a key. In my defense. Hours. 11-year-old, in my defense. And that's the reason she didn't know you were a child when she said jizz and motherfucker. (laughs) And then destroyed your future. No, but I didn't know. Well, I did know. I knew. I forgot. My mom probably got into her home approximately an hour ago, and her animals are starving. She's an absent-minded angel, and I mean, how do you not see this kid? I can't. I don't know. I couldn't. I can't see. I can't tell. You look like an adult. Is it? You are killing it so hard, like, like, like. You totally go to bars. Adulting. <laughs> like, you can buy us beer right now. I sexy. cannot believe I said the things Is I said. Is there anyone here I'm who so listens to the podcast before, besides fucking Jess? Oh, that's not. Oh, my God, that's nice. So you know what to expect. And for those of you who don't, started this it's just like a formal podcast where we talk shit about politics. Formal? Oh, yeah. Cute. Formal. Okay. Now, don't why do we come to Diversity Weekend? Because everyone is bisexual here or just like gay or thinking about like doing fun stuff with dildos or what 11 years old but i don't care <laughs> <laughs> that's my baby i'm gonna adopt that kid <laughs> i mean i wouldn't go to a diversity weekend i think it sounds exhausting it does has it been you mean fun? like going to workshops and stuff just like yeah like thinking about feelings like oh yeah like other people's feelings <laughs> Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Doing workshops, like looking at your body and stuff. <laughs> I've done that at like places where you had to like look at your thing, you know, whatever, in a mirror. In private parking. Now you can, I died. you're not comfortable with that. I almost you know there's died. a kid here. Yeah, I can't talk about it in front of the kid now. But I did look at it and I did want to throw up and it is gross to look deep inside there. Has this weekend you know what been I mean? super fun? Like it was not empowering. I'm like still traumatized by it. <laughs> like I don't want to know what it is. Just... Let it do what it does. And what does it do? It pees a lot. <laughs> I love this kid. I want him to come on the stage. Come here. Be my baby. I'm looking for a child. I was drunk at the airport, literally like. She accosted uh, a child be at like, the Please airport. leave my child alone. Now, Brandy might seem to those of you <sighs> a glamorous, drunken genius. Thank you. You're welcome. She's also wonderful with children. And... I've never seen anything like it. I truly haven't. I have never seen anything like it. I, I haven't. A child comes to you like you're, like you're Gandalf, like you're a wizard. They look at you like you're a beautiful wizard. Here's like what I do. I need you guys to know this. And she calls them, hey, like, hey, sexy. I, like, I do this thing where I'll look at kids in strollers, and I'll be like, kind of like a molester, but like not that bad, where I'll be like this. I'll go, this kid doesn't even know. I'm not talking specifically about you. You're like normal and this is not to do with you. It's not personal. You're not young enough. And I'll go like, they're never going to know why. They think people that look like me are sexy. But it's only because I like did intense <laughs> eye contact with like a two-year-old in a stroller. And I'll be like, and I'll like wave and stuff. And I see them looking. I'm like, now I know forever. They're going to be like liking people like me. And they won't know why. I need to have children obsessed with me. It's well, then I'm, I feel like I must have met some glamorous woman when <laughs> I was must two. Because it's like, why? Well, she has told me that. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and tell him. Go ahead and tell him. <sighs> it's really turning into something I didn't expect. Go ahead and tell him. When I was in, um, <laughs> when I was in um, like, 
first grade, I think, first grade or something like that. So we had a neighbor who would babysit some of the kids in the, in the neighborhood, and she was older, probably 16, I would assume. I thought she was a lifeguard. Yeah, and okay. she was, Get yeah. to that part. So, and she was a lifeguard. I was a lifeguard, too. So, so you know, <clears throat> terrible, horrible I, the, me the memory, though, is that there was something, don't have all the pieces together, but I can tell you this, there was a towel, her bikini, I think, and her body, which was tan, and I'll never forget it. And I feel like that's why you exist in my life. <laughs> She'll say weird stuff like that she sees, like, I don't even want to say, I actually can't say it in front of you. I wish you would come up here and let me hug you and hold you. I love you so much. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so Dumb weird. stuff, like my, my, like, hair on my legs is like glistening in the sunlight and it's like that lifeguard. I'm I was like, and I'm thinking like, I'm, and like, I'm 100, but I feel so beautiful. Like my life. Yeah, it was a specific thing. This I was so young and I don't know, but there was this tan and the hair and the light and the sun and I'll never forget it. And it comes to me all the time. And this is what I do to children because I have a problem and I should be taken away to and, jail. Yeah, exactly. And probably what she did was look at me deep in the eyes and go, hey, sexy. I hope she did. And I was I like, hope oh, she did. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're having nightmare. And no, it's fun. I know, I know, it's fun. And we were, and you were saying how gorgeous you thought Arkansas was, and you didn't expect this either. Oh, that was. It, this is place is beautiful. Literally, the guy that drove us. <laughs> so his last name was like Danger. Well, I shouldn't say his name. Probably. I don't think he cares. Okay. He's a driver here. His name's like Billy Danger Murder. What was his last name? His last. It was name, like Danger it Murder. It was Danger. It was like. Danger kill? Like death on the range. Yeah, like, oh, death. Death, death warrior. Death ranger? Something. Oh, death ranger. I literally asked him if he knew Salty Jen, and I showed him her picture. And I was like, do you know her? And he's like, well, my last name is unforgettable. And then it was like death ranger. Yeah, something. And he was so sweet. He was he really was sweet. So fun. So fun. And then. And a little Trumpy. God, a little who Trump. in here is into, like, Trump? Just, you can say if you are. If, don't don't be ashamed. <laughs> well, he's like be yourself. You know, be he's, yourself. He's like a lot of people in here uh, here like into Trump. I don't know what to call them, and I'm like, well, we call them assholes. That's what we call them. <laughs> and he laughed, but then it turned out later he was into Trump. But like, right, which but, is why we were, were like, we don't not like you. But we then like we you. loved him so much. It's so confusing. A, it's so confusing. A, yeah. I don't want to live here because I don't want to be obsessed with a fluffy, cute guy named Death Ranger who <laughs> loves Trump. And then we're like, fuck, come on, Billy, get on our side. I know. It showed me. It did show like a whole different, like a, it just changed. It it's those little changes where you're like, I don't hate area. them all. It's a confusing area. Yeah, it is confusing. And it's so beautiful. It's really pretty. And haunted. Do you think apparently. that corporations okay. dump toxins into the grass here? Or what are we doing here? Do they or do they not? Because when I went to Wisconsin, I very had a, similar. I had a very, very similar. Uh, but no, um, no, I had a dark feeling in Wisconsin that they were dumping bad shit. And here I didn't have it. Are they dumping bad shit? Is, it all, is Walmart? Oh, oh, by the way, I asked fucking Death Ranger if how he felt about Walmart. We go to the airport, there's the, and I already, I planned a road trip in 2020 before I found out we're poor and we can't do that kind of shit. Yeah, by the way, owning an RV isn't just like cheap. It's like, we're or even renting one. It's thousands and thousands of dollars. So we planned this whole like cross country road trip and was through here. And I was like, there's a fucking Walmart museum and this fucking truck is in front of the Walmart museum. And then there's this church and we're totally gonna do it. And it was like all everything, but this was the thing with Arkansas. And I got obsessed with this church. 
And I called this bitch in 2020. And by the way, nobody's answering the phone in 2020. Everyone has COVID. Everyone's not at work. She's like, hello. And I'm like, are you guys like doing church and shit? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, she answered the phone. Mm -hmm. This beautiful church made of wood in a forest. Jen, what's it called? Thorn thistle. Thorn crown. And it's like literally one mile from here. If you think I'm not literally going to that church tomorrow, I'll kill myself in that church. I'm so obsessed (laughs) with it. It's so beautiful. I can't believe. It's just crazy that we thought about doing that and all of a sudden then Jay comes around. Do you want to? And then it's just. Well, then the the truck that was in front of the Walmart Museum was in the airport. Yes. Okay. And then there was a picture of fucking Sam Walmart or whatever his name is. Like, and is he like lightweight hot? I think he's low key hot. <laughs> he's like in a picture and he's like, come to Walmart. And I'm like, wow, he's like kind of good looking. Who knew? And his truck's there and Julie's like, that truck is like so sick. I'm like, what are we, Walmart lurkers? And then we get in the thing with our boyfriend, Billy Death Ranger. Yeah. And I go, is Walmart like disgusting or what? And he's like, you know what? No. It's good, and we have the best Walmarts here, and they're so upscale, and no one else has them. And I worked in the warehouses, and we get paid a lot. And I'm like, oh well, I feel like it like has a bad reputation. And he's like, no, it's great. And I was like, huh, yeah, Walmart's turning this place into like an Austin. He said, but he said they get paid a lot. So are we just hating on Walmart and making up lies about my <sighs> boyfriend's Sam Walton? Do they pay Maybe. people good? There's li- are there lies going around that they underpay people? Because he said that they pay people a lot. That's what he said. I know. Maybe. Maybe. It's the fake news in the left-wing mm. media. Here goes Julie. Here goes Julie. And by the way, okay. she did try to get aggressive and talk about Trump in the fucking car. I was like, okay, let's change the subject. Okay. She's like, but why don't you like Biden? I'm like, anyway, let's keep talking about something else. So what happened with your ex-wife? Yeah, I was like, how'd you guys get divorced? I don't want to talk about this. Right. I want to move on uh, from this. Okay. Okay. We're going to move on to JoJo and Kiki. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. You guys know who that is? JoJo and Kiki. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. JoJo and Kiki. Three people in here are listening to the podcast. JoJo and Kiki. So this weekend, apparently, <clears throat> there's actually some good news, and we're, we're, for the first time, feeling a little hopeful because apparently the world's biggest Democratic senator nightmare, Kirsten Gizema, actually agreed to vote for the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, you, should, you, you can clap for that. Now, this is shocking, and we did, you know, we here at Dumb Gay Politics have dragged her and we'll continue to drag her because she's a stunt thirst clown queen of the ages and she's a republican and we hate her stupid guts clothing and she's an asshole and wish that she would get fired but she did agree to this and because of her and her agreeing to it we are now on the path forward and this particular act is is really good okay so it's called the inflation reduction act or something like that they are voting on it today. Yeah. And then there's like all these like, I guess when they go into Congress stuff, they like, people bring up like objections or what's it called? Right. Like she wants, she wants to cut Not something. her, but, or her, or but they, like they, they want to do Sanders amendments. Or, and oh, they wanna, amendments. Yeah. 
So then that's called a votorama, and it takes 27 hours, and you know, everyone's like drinking out of flasks because best believe I would have a hot dog and a thing of vodka and be like, no, 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 no. Get on with it. So they're there for like 24 straight hours, and they started today. They're not even done. And I was like, I hope they're done by the time we go to our horrible live podcast and then we can celebrate, but they're not because they're gonna, just going to keep doing these amendments and everyone's going to vote no on. Which is why the, what, is, what Votorama is, which we learned also, if you don't know what that is, um, <clears throat> they've been doing it apparently since the 70s where they get a ton of, which the Democrats have not been able to do at all since JoJo and Kiki have been in office because of the Republicans who, vote, who don't let anything go for a vote. And then, of course, Joe Manchin and Kristen Jizima blocked everything, and it's been a nightmare. But Chuck Schumer got Joe Manchin on board in a backdoor deal, fucking shaking hands, lying to Mitch McConnell, fucking killing the game. Chuck Schumer, read about it. We've already talked don't about Don't read about podcast. it. If you don't know about it, listen to our podcast from last week, which I mean, none of you have ever heard in your life, <laughs> and you never will want to listen to after you watch this show, but it is on our We go deep into it. You learn about it in a very easy, breezy way. And Chuck Schum, I mean, think what you want. The guy cried. We made fun of him. Okay, whatever. He's soft. He cares about the earth. We love him so much. But we make fun of him all the time. All the time. Super annoying. He's very annoying. But Super corn. Corn on cheese, on cream, on cheese cream. We like love Nance Pelosi. Love Nance Pelosi. Doing it in Taiwan. Yeah. The bitch went over there and was like, go Fuck yourself. I'm going shopping and getting shit done. Yes, we love Taiwan and we have been there. Yes. And Taiwan should be free Amazing. and China can fuck off. So then all of this is going on. The Democrats are just I can't, I don't know what's gotten into them. They are take they just they're done. I guess they've they've had it. They've been like when we go they go low, we go high and we've been going high and now we're like fuck going high, we're done. And we are going to get shit done. We're going to lie, and we're going to get what we need and what we want, because it is the best thing for this country. Lying and is we, wrong, but it is right when it's for, in politics. When it's right, when okay. it's, when it's, Boo-boo. when Love we you. know what's right. So, it's just lying, don't lie to your parents, but just lie when you get, do conquer. Lie to Mitch McConnell, who's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. So, anyway, all of this stuff has been going on to lead up to the Votorama, which doesn't happen all the time when they get multiple bills in the same voting time that they're going to vote on. So they're going to sit there and they're going to vote on it's something like three to five, I can't remember, of the bills. Big ones. Big, big, big ones. Climate. The, it's the same bill. It's one bill. I it's thought there was them. other ones, too. No, same one. It's all amendments. This, um, did I, you guys know this was happening or... Well, a lot of people don't know, because when I went shopping after Roe v. Wade got overturned, the girl at the Gap, when I had to go buy cargo she shorts, because I had to go buy... She a woman at the, the Gap. She was a girl. She did this. I she did, did this at the I'm Gap. I'm sorry, but she was In a young woman, and she didn't even know what Roe versus Wade was, and I, sh- I put my cargo shorts on the table, and I said, that's it! And by the way, by the way, it was not the Gap. It was the... It was Gap Factory. Gap Factory. It was Gap Factory. It was Gap Factory. Kill your own self. Because sometimes there's good deals... She accosted. Because I needed to talk about it to anyone who'd listen. I was right that day. It was that day. I was like, can you believe this? Can you believe what's going on with women? She was like, what, sir? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. Get your cargo sh- shorts and get the fuck out of Gap. I was like, Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade. She was like, what's that? And I was like, I'm going to fuck. <clears throat> you must know of that. You must. Well, this thing is happening today. Yeah. And they're doing it all night. 
and we're really excited that the stupidest bitch in Congress is Kirsten Jizma has somehow been, oh, she did take out. She did have to make sure. She took out like taxing the rich. She may need to make sure that the most vulnerable among us, Let me read those. the richest in the country got their tax breaks. She's such an asshole. So here's what it literally says. I had to copy and paste this up there and I, cause I didn't prepare early enough and I'm so drunk. So basically she, what she took out was she removed the provision that would have tightened the carried interest loophole aimed at raising taxes for hedge fund and private equity managers. Do you know how fucking annoying that is? <laughs> that is more annoying than Julie attacking someone at Gap Factory. Hedge fund managers? Oh, that's like Paris Hilton's fucking husband. I hate there's a hedge fund manager in here. <laughs> First of all, go ahead and leave some money in a jar somewhere for us. There can't be. Who cares about hedge fund managers? They're the worst. The worst. The worst. Just shows her true colors, and now you know she needed to make sure that 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 they had their and they took their that out. Breaks and they, they took, took it out. out. They, they took, took that it out. out because of her. And I think they might have taken out that Medicare thing. I'm not sure because I haven't read this because I don't. My she's got to be. If you have friends in Arizona, I mean, she's got to go. She has got to go, or just become a Republican. At this point, we're just like, you know what? Just go, just go be a Republican. Why are you even here? It's like, why are you? You know what I mean? It's like if she was here, I'd literally be like, why are you here? What do you want? Well, that's. I think that's all she took out. I think maybe I'm not sure if that Medicare thing. Does anyone know? The, did the Medicare thing? Do you guys know what the Medicare thing is? Oh they, oh, oh, they took it out. That's right. So uh, um, it's all about the budget. You're so right. Who are you? What's your name? Dean. Oh, Dina, you tweeted. Love you so much. <laughs> Three people here that know the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Um, it's a reconciliation bill. So the stupid, like, fucking group has to go. And they said that the thing about Medicare, because it was like with drug companies, those are private businesses. <clears throat> right. So they took that out. But that was... It wasn't as big as like raising the minimum wage, but that it, it was a really big deal to be able to like for somebody who has Medicare to be able to just like, well to we all gonna need Medicare, but to, to because drug companies are like owning us and killing us and they're gouging us and so it's out of there. But that wasn't Jizma's fault, but you know, so fine. So they took that out, and that's a that is a big bummer. Okay. And, and then the, I guess hedge fund managers, but we have one friend who does a hedge fund. And <laughs> what's his name? Who has Scaramucci? Oh yeah, like, Anthony Scaramucci. Like He's like a good close us. personal friend of ours. And like obviously is going to let us be in his hedge let fund. Let me tell you this. I'll tell you this though. I met Anthony Scaramucci on a plane. Okay. Now. I think, um, obviously, he's been on the podcast and whatever. And if you don't know, yeah, I, I, whatever, i got to tell you, the guy is fucking charm on charm on charm, okay? He was so friendly. And I went up to him. He was in first class. I was, like, No, you passed off. him. I was passed. And yeah, I was texted passed. me and said, oh, my God, fucking Anthony Scaramucci. I go, go up to him now immediately, bitch, or I will <laughs> stop being friends with you. And then you did. And he was so sweet. I go, Hi. I tried to be as feminine as possible. <laughs> um, hi, um, Mr. Scaramucci. I'm just like, I really just want to say, like, I just like really enjoy watching you on TV. I tried to be as truthful 
as possible because I do enjoy watching him on TV. I thought he was like a weird and entertaining talking weird head and I was like enjoy watching on TV and this thing and whatever and he's like oh my god I can't believe someone like you is talking to me and I was like he has like he a, has lesbian? a lesbian daughter I think right or a friend no friend, no his his hedge fund president or something is a les well, his daughter is a lesbian Julie doesn't know she locked my what? mom out of her house three hours ago yes. his daughter's a lesbian yes 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 I I've literally talked to him on the podcast like four fucking times Yes. Oh, well, he has then like I forgot that. kids, but whatever. One of them's loves. And he loves being like, no, I love gay people. My daughter's loves me. But okay, oh. well, can I get in your hedge fund or what? <laughs> no. I know, because we were like, we have $225. Yeah. What can we do with that and how can we make it grow? I actually have $2,200 from my bat mitzvah that's been sitting in a weird account yeah. and never has grown one a dollar. It. For I've some reason, Phyllis, where's the money? Yeah, for somehow some we can't access the fucking money. What's interesting is that for some reason, other people they it grows for thirty years and they have <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. I still have twenty two hundred dollars sitting in some weird account from my bat mitzvah. What should I do with it? And he was like, "You should kill yourself." Yeah. He's not letting us in his hedge fund. You he probably would. Stop he's so living. Sweet. <laughs> okay. He is really nice guy. He is really nice guy. But this is exciting. Votorama is exciting. They're gonna get. They're gonna pass this bill, which we never thought we would get done. And I hopefully, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that people will still have their. We're whatever. slow cl clapping for Chuck Schum. We yep. make fun of him. He fucking cried about the Muslim ban. Yep. And he's embarrassed us a million times. Yep. And he, but he has become the big dick energy. Yeah. We all needed, honey. Yeah. Kill it, kill it, kill it. Yep. Sorry, who knew? Yep. Ride your bike along the Hudson and cry about your grandson with your huge dick. <laughs> Touch him. <laughs>《ホーバスヘッドコーチ》When can we leave? <laughs> okay. This segment is called the ladies' room, um, and it's just ladies talking lady stuff. And our guest today is an inspiration when it comes to talking lady stuff because she's an author, an elected official, and a prolific lady activist. You can start making your way to the stage, please. Now, activism, you guys, comes in many forms, like boobs do. Boobs are all different, and all of our boobs are okay and all of our activism is okay. <laughs> but our guest today is an activist who does protests, lots of them. And if you know anything about protesting, you know that at some point, a disgusting, <laughs> probably straight and white, male cop is gonna violate you and pepper spray you and be weird and arrest you and blah, blah, blah. The shit is dangerous as fuck. And this woman has done it 900 million <laughs> times. That is very hardcore. Very hardcore. She's so ballsy and so inspiring. So without further ado, it's time for a visit in the ladies' room with local Eureka Spring Quan and Carroll County Justice of the Peace, Harry Farrow. Thank you so much for doing this stupid yeah. ass. Um, were you sitting out there just like, oh, good God, what I agree to? I, I was having a lot of fun last Oh, good. Oh, it was great. Good. We, you have really, really inspired us. You really have. That's great to hear. You have. Well, I want to know, um, did you run for office 
or protest first? Uh, I was more involved in protesting before I ran for office, yeah. I, in fact, I was protesting when I ran for office. In fact, there was a town hall right here that was the only one that was in my district that I should have been at, but I was too busy getting arrested in D.C. To oh, I'm sorry, you were too busy getting arrested <laughs> in D.C. <laughs> so do they let you be run for office if you've been arrested? I'm like, I don't know these rules. Um, I think, hmm, I don't know. Well, I know that the type of arrest I had was not a problem. I don't know if you're a felon or something, maybe not. I mean, you can't vote unless you're adjudicated. In Arkansas, if you've... <laughs> If you're a felon but you've been adjudicated, you still still can vote. A lot of people don't know that. I thought I should oh. mention it as long as we're on the topic. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. What was the first thing you protested? In my life? Yeah. Or um, I've never done one single protest. I'm like I, lazy. Yeah, I was at an. <laughs> There, get there used to be a thing called NORML, the National Organization for the Legalization of Marijuana. I think I was at a protest uh, oh, in, yeah, yes. in D.C. actually when I was pretty young. I was maybe 19. And then I went to a, several LGBT protests in San Francisco when I lived there. So um, you just like loved like the cannabis lifestyle or what? Not really so much. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a real big pothead, but, you know, I just thought, you know, it should be legalized. I still think that way. Um, but yeah, I was in DC and, uh, you know, I, I went to, um, we blockaded the road into the Lawrence Livermore labs in San Francisco, well, outside of San Francisco, nuclear labs. That was a protest I went to. Okay, wait, Let, just back <laughs> up a little bit. So as far as protesting goes, you go into these places and you're physically going there. How, so some of us, I know my own self, I watched, let's say I looked at you and your thing on the video and the links and I was like, I want to go there. I want to, to get physical and get in a fight and I yell and da-da-da. What is the process? If somebody wants to go, they have a thing that they love, that they believe in, that they want to go show, or they want to be protesting, what, what do they do? Well, for a, to a large extent, I mean, it's just being involved in um, organizations that do protest, that, that care about these causes, then you'll hear about the protests, and then you show up. I mean... I got to D.C., um, that happened because I was showing up at protests. So, you know, you asked about my first arrest so a long time ago. There were uh, My first protests were a long time ago. But, you know, these current ones, um, I was involved in a local activist group, and we were protesting at our senator's office. And then some, one of those protesters got involved with a national organization, and they needed a whole contingency from Arkansas. They wanted people to be arrested in front of, uh, from every state in front of their Ar their senators. So like there was mm. Alaska people, mm. and so they wanted Arkansas people. So each senator from every state, this was saving health care. So I, just because I was involved in these um, protests or, you know, um, sometimes it's just holding signs or talking to, going to our senators' local offices and talking to them, and then you hear about these things happening, and then you get... You know, so do you first start at your senator's office here in Arkansas? Well, I or did in there. Uh, I I started here. So Indivisible is an organization that's all over the country, and there's different groups, and there's a local group, and so we combined with like the group over in Fayetteville and Bentonville, and and who are our senators here in Arkansas? Um, Tom Cotton. Ew. Wow, wonderful, super great. Yeah. And John Bozeman, and then... Oh, John Bozeman. Never heard of him. Our Congress member is, um, for this area, Steve Womack. Yeah. 
Oh, Steve Wobeck. I don't think I know that. No, I'm not sure, but there's a singer I'm thinking of. That's okay. Thinking of <laughs> um, so you start here at their offices, which they're never at, by the way. And then you That's go true. there. Well, then there's a thing called bird dogging. Here we go. What this is what we want to know. Bird dogging. Are people really hooking up? <laughs> 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 so that's where you like find out where your senators are going to be because they're never in their offices, right? You go to their offices, we want to speak to our senator, and they're like, yeah, haha, you can talk to this assistant, right. we'll meet you tomorrow, you know. So anyway, uh, you go, you find out, you get inside information, you find out. So I've actually talked to all of my Congress critters, as we call them. Um, because, you know, we just, you sort of go, you've seen the videos where, like, somebody's, you know. Yeah, follow them into the bathroom. Fucking be like, what the fuck? Yeah, that kind of. <laughs> Love that. Sort of that like bird that. Dogging? Yeah. How do we Is know? Is that bird dogging? How yeah. do we know where to stalk them and find them? Well, um, sometimes you just happen to get inside information. Like, there was uh, some kind of big meeting here. You know, you get people who kind of are. So there's an underground little group. <laughs> Those are the Congress critters. <laughs> The Congress critters are, you know, your Congress members. Oh, those are the members. Yeah, that's what. But they tell them where they're going to yeah. be. They do the inside of the So, like, when yeah. I was at the Kavanaugh protest. Ew, yeah. And then we found out that all the senators were going to have to leave that hearing mm. and go to another vote. And they had to go. There was only so many ways they could go. So they stationed us in different hallways where we would be likely to run into senators coming through. Right. And here comes Tom Cotton. So that's how I got to talk to him one time. When Brett came, we got really interested in your whole Kavanaugh situation. Like, I wanted, I was like, click, click. If I don't see this bitch slapping him across the face, <laughs> I'm going to die. But you, when he was being nominated, did you even know anything about him? What even got you involved? Well, I've been involved in all this stuff. So the first thing that happened was, so I was not paying attention to politics for a little while because I was dealing with some heavy life stuff and da da da. And somebody sent me uh, the former guy's um, rally, snippets of his rallies. This is before he was even nominated, right? And so I saw those snippets and got very frightened. Yeah. I saw like scary ass stuff that I said, this is, this is dangerous. So just like you guys started your podcast in 2016, it's like, we got to do everything we can do, right? Like, We've made such a huge, important impact. <laughs> <laughs> the whole landscape. The it's impact, just been really impactful. It's, it's like a meteorite, our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as important as what you've done, going physically into a senator's office and getting arrested. It's like our podcast. You probably have a lot more impact than you know. I don't know. You probably so, okay, so go, go on. So I forget what the question was. Okay, so you had done a bunch of protests and already been arrested 100 million times. Now, you wanted to go to Brett Kavanaugh because he's, he's oh. a gang rapist who's a piece of shit, awful well, so nightmare, and Christine Jazzy Blasey Ford point <laughs> blank fucking said he was, and we know he was. Mm -hmm. Print it, post it, don't care, <laughs> deal with it. Okay, so you asked, like, how, how did I know? Why was I concerned? Or did you, well, what bothered you about well, it? Was so it that? First of all, just being involved in activism, you, like, you're paying attention, so mm -hmm. you know what's happening. Like, I've, I've got three different Twitter accounts. One of them is, you know, very po political. And the other one's also quite political. <laughs> and the other one's kind of more LGBT political and random. Another kind of political. Author stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, you know, I, I saw this coming. You know, I'm reading everything about him. Then the organization that I had gotten arrested with to save health care and to protest families separated on the border 
And um, they were like, okay, we're gonna go, you know, do this Kavanaugh thing. So, and even like the indivisible organization I'm with, they're sending like, here's information about this person. This is what, you know, our concerns are. So they were kind of, indivisible's really good at like helping you see, you know, like you guys are good at helping people see like what's going on and what you should be concerned about. So they kind of, you know, they're terrible. (laughs) What is indivisible? It's a group. That we so could. when uh, the former guy got elected, there were some uh, staffers who had worked for Democrats back in the day uh, during the Obama administration, and they were like, oh my God, what can we do? And then they like remembered all the calls they got from like the Tea Party that were really actually effective, and they thought, well, we know how, we know the tactics to influence your Congress members. So they wrote up a document called the Indiv- Indivisible Document, and it was like, here's how you can um, influence your Congress members. Oh. And so then people started, there's a woman, I think she's here tonight, who started a group here, and people started groups all over the place, and then people didn't even know, like, their next-door neighbor had a group. And Where do so we find the group? Indivisibleguide.org, um, probably, or indivisiblemap.org, something like that. So How to influence your Congress. Yeah, people. and so this happened in 2016, and so, yeah, and then they were like, these are the issues. This is what we're concerned about. This is what they're doing to health care this week. This is what they're doing to health care tomorrow, you know. And then that um, organization's activities led me to the Center of Popular Democracy, who does stuff on a national level and did all the rest in DC. They're very good organizers. They came out of AIDS activism, actually. So a lot of those people who were organizing those actions had done activism um, when the AIDS drugs were coming on and they weren't releasing them to the public and they were chaining themselves to courthouses. Those were, those were the people who were training me um, on how to get arrested, you know. <laughs> I can tell you easily other different ways to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> like unrelated. Easily. Um, I want, we were curious to know about the process of getting arrested. You've been arrested a million times, and when you're taken out of these places, you know, there's the famous picture of you and the, the policeman's bending your hand and clearly hurting you, and then you get put into jail. And then, so what is the crime? How long do you spend there? Are there all the other people that you're there with with you? How do the police treat you? What's the, so how does normally, it go down? Is there um, any like hot guys there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cool. couldn't hear what. So normally part of the whole deal was the Center for Popular Democracy training on how to get arrested is how to get arrested in a way that you really probably won't end up in jail. Okay. You won't end up with like a serious like record. And so a lot of those were just post and forfeitures, which is like a thing that, that um, the Capitol Police came up with because they know people like go to Congress and you know go try to talk to their Congress members about whatever issue and throw a tizzy fit and they're kind of used to that happening. Yeah. So they just have this, you know, they kind of make it easier and so you like pay a fine and they let you go, but they process you, you know, fingerprint and, uh, but so most of the arrests were that. And we usually, like we usually knew what how serious the arrest was and so most of my arrests were that, but then one time I did have a misdemeanor arrest, but I went into it like literally knowing that's what that arrest was gonna be. And what did you do for that? You go in a holding cell? That or? one I was in jail for uh, like a few hours. Um, the other ones, it was this process, they, they process you and initially our organization had so many people getting arrested at the same time, like we were like, oh, one Congress member is way over there, we're gonna have a group there and a group over here and a group over there and just throw them off. So the whole thing is to be disruptive, get in the news, and why do you wanna get in the news to bring all these issues to the attention of the public for one thing and get them riled up and calling their Congress members, right? 
And so, and also to get the Congress members thinking twice about what they're voting for, you know, we, like healthcare never happened, they didn't destroy it, right? Yay. Right. So, okay, so everybody was doing their bit. You were doing your bit, I was doing my bit, right? So, um, anyway, so yeah, most of the times, some like the first time I got arrested, it was like eight hours sitting with this woman who's from this area, and we got to know each other really well. And there was like a whole bunch of other people around us in these plastic handcuffs, and you know. Um, but I then just other- I want to say, if she's inspiring you, and she should, <laughs> We, Brad told us something, because you, now you don't have your Miranda rights or whatever, and I don't even know if that happens in fucking these kinds of fake arrests. Oh, right, right, right. But th there's like a thing where you should, before you go to do any kind of protest, you should write like the number, just some kind of phone number on your arm. The lawyer or something? Have your phone number handy when you go, because you're not going to get told your Miranda rights even if you're just going to be in a holding cell for in eight hours, and that's like quite a long time. I mean, that's well, super yeah. That, so that was actually in a bus barn. A bus barn? Yeah, because there were so many of us. They didn't have a way to process it. They weren't used to having this kind of thing happening. You know, the former guy inspired a lot of people to do. You know, so we were like the Capitol Police were hiring more Capitol more police yeah, because right. of us. And I was having to tell officers who were new, like, no, 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 you have to put the arresting officer's <laughs> name on this band. You know. It's like I was training them. <laughs> what would you say to people who like to flip the script of people who protest, let's say, the way that you're doing, you're going to the senator's office, and you're on Capitol Hill, and you get arrested, because we will get the backlash of, well, January 6th was just like that. Not at all. Uh, yeah, so what would you say to that? Because for one thing, we, were, we really knew what we were doing. We are doing nonviolent civil disobedience, you know, like in the 50s and the 60s for civil rights. And so, you know, you, you learn that um, you're not supposed to sit down in the hallways in, inside the Congress building. So you sit down in the hallways and they're like, you can't do that. And then you, you know, like we're not um, like breaking into buildings and we're not smashing things and we're not running amok. We're just like, we go in and we'd say, we want to speak to our congressman about, you know, we want to speak to Tom Cotton about uh, healthcare, this healthcare bill, they're trying to destroy our healthcare. And they're like, well, you know, he's not in, and he's a busy man, da 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 da. And like, we'll sit in his office, and we'll start um, telling our healthcare stories, and we'll like, uh, we do mic check, and we're like echoing the stories. Like, you'll say, my name is da da da, I'm from here, and I've got this, and my mother's gonna lose her healthcare, and that means I'm gonna. Die. And so then the other ones are echoing, and so we'd sit there, and then eventually they would get tired of you being in the office and ask you to leave. And their offices are private property; they belong to the Congress members. If you get arrested in there, you're trespassing so we don't get arrested in there we leave you know eventually you know they give us three warnings we go out we sit in the hallway we hold a sign you're not allowed to hold signs so you can get arrested for holding a sign one time this the cap this this police officer was telling us don't do jazz hands like we're like come on jazz hands is a misdemeanor yeah no you get was, arrested for jazz was, hands was, don't do twinkly feet either we don't like those yeah it was pretty good that inspires violence <laughs> So yeah, we're not running amok. We're not like tearing into people's offices and throwing, you know. I mean, we did we did occupy um, Senator Grassley's office for hours because he, they never kicked us out. They didn't until the very end of the day. So for 12 hours we were in there and we left it wow. in better shape than it had been before. I'm sure you cleaned it because he's a piece of shit. Okay, so <laughs> tell us how. What if we want to? You ran for office. You're literally you. You're an elected official. Yeah. Currently, right now. I, I won twice, and I'm running for a third term, but I don't have an opponent, so. <laughs> How do we do that if we want to do anything? City council, 
Justice of the Peace. Student Council. I don't know what to think about. What, how do you do it? Like, how do you start? What's the process? Well, there's usually, you know, like the county clerk, if it's a county seat. Well, even I think the city ones, too, go to the county clerk. I'm not even sure about that, but I'm a county official. So I go to the county clerk and I say, I want to run for office. You go online and you go uh, elections, Arkansas, and you find the dates when you can file for office. There's a, you know, deadline at a certain point. And you talk to, if you want to run as a Democrat, you talk to the Democratic Party and you say, you know. Does it cost a lot of money? Well, you know, in a small town type of thing, uh, for not really, no. I mean, I didn't have a very strong opponent, so I didn't really spend hardly any money. And how um, did you choose the office that you ran for? Well, you know, like you guys stepped up to the plate when you knew something had to be done. So I'm like, everything I can do to make things better, to stop things from being really horrific. That's and exactly so why we are involved <laughs> in this, you guys. <laughs> so sweet. And so uh, the Democratic Party, you know, like running for election is one thing you can do, you know. And I thought about it, you know, and the Democratic Party was going, we need people to step up. And I said, well, you know, somebody's running for this and that. What do you... And he's like, well, we need quorum court. And th there was a, actually a gay man who was doing this seat that I'm in for about eight years, and he didn't want to run again. I hadn't known that. So I was like, oh, so my district is Eureka Springs. And, you know, the last, the, the current guy is willing to, like, you know, back me. And I thought, well, I can certainly win in Eureka Springs because... It's a very, I can be like this incredibly liberal, liberal, progressive, radical, woke person. And you know, I love the way the right thinks woke is a bad word. It's hysterical. Like they want to be asleep, right? So, That's right. <laughs> right. So anyway, I'm like, and the, you know, I care a lot about our beautiful environment here. And that was one of the main things. I'm like, if I can have any like impact on that, you know, and if I can be a voice sometimes, you know, like a seat at the table, even though there's like 11 Justices, I'm one out of 11, and even if they all think differently from me, there's like times when I could like at least have a voice and, and make my, you know, like, and represent my people here and, um, you know, make sure things that just, just don't go unaddressed and. But do you get to wear a robe? No, so it's not a judicial seat oh. because in Arkansas, we like to keep our voters confused. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. In right. America. Yeah, Mainly. so we ha okay. the justice of the peace is not a justice, and we serve on a court that's not a court, and we're overseen by a judge who is not a judge. Oh. So it's basically county commissioner. Very, very But clear. we don't call it that, because right. then people wouldn't you, know what they're voting for. Do you encourage for. people to do, yeah, like go for city council? Like, I mean, honestly, like Republicans are fucking out there. What's that stupid piece of shit's name? Steve <laughs> Bannon or whatever? Yeah. And he's on his podcast. Oh, yeah. And he's uh -huh. telling stupid garbage monsters <laughs> to go do, like... like Local local yeah. government. Go into your student council. Go into, like, into your local government and take over. And their whole philosophy is you start very, very local and you work your way up. And that's what they're doing. That's the way to do it. And then that's the way you grow politicians to someday run for whatever, for higher seats. But also, yeah, I mean... If the local um, offices have a big impact sometimes, you yeah. know, like, yeah, definitely, you know, run for office if you know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> you don't want to just go do we it. We definitely, like, none of us know <laughs> what we're doing at you all. You know, like, I, I moved here, I, I'm an outsider, but I came here 30 years ago, and I wouldn't have run for that seat if I hadn't been here for a whole lot of years, because, you know, getting to know this county and everything is 
It's a you came from San Francisco I came to from the Virgin Islands. here? Oh, okay. Then I went to San Francisco, no, and then I went back to the Virgin Islands, and then I came here. But, yeah, it's really different. So, I, you know, I wouldn't have dared to think I could represent, you know, be on the county. But then I, I was a newspaper reporter for a while, so I learned about it the county that way, and then my kid played soccer around the county, so I saw a lot of the county that way. But then I'm representing this community, which I know very well. Do you have higher aspirations in terms of, like, like politics not really I mean I'd kind of really like they used the house seat uh, for this district but they changed the district so now they've got Harrison Arkansas which is you know like right up there is where the KKK came from like oh cute north that's of so Harrison. great good for you guys <laughs> the KKK was invented oh, in Harrison Arkansas wow. well yeah and so now they have Harrison and north of Harrison oh my god in the same district as Eureka Springs. It used to be a little different. So like that seat, I don't know. I could have tried to run for the other seat, but other people were doing wow. it who I Let's thought- Let's take maybe that shit back. Take it back. Um, before we let you go of all the protests you've participated in, what issue matters most to you? You know, yeah. you could snap your fingers, let's say, and change one thing in Washington. What would it be right away, right now? I don't do that. I'm like, I'm all about it all. Like there's, it would be, you're more um, effective if you stick with one thing and just do that, and yeah. that's what they always recommend, but I can't. I can't turn my back on this group while I'm doing this. I can't, so I'm like, you know, I've got my fingers in all of it. Like, I wanna help everybody. I wanna protect the environment. I want, you know, like women's rights and LGBT rights and, yeah. and healthcare and like, yeah, it's. Uh, well, thank you so much for representing. I mean, I am in love with this place. I think it's so beautiful. <laughs> Every single person we've met, even tr Trump douchebags are so sweet <laughs> and fucking love them all. I think this place is like magical. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Thank you for doing thank, what thank you're doing. Thank you for doing the podcast. And, and can I, where can everyone follow you? Or we have 14 listeners. Well, they need to find you on social uh, media. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got my two novels and right. Yeah. Uh, Love, Sex, and Understanding the Universe. It's a novel, not a how-to book. And, uh, and the other one is Finding Bonita. And I have on Twitter, I'm at Bisexual Batman. That's another story. That's another story. Uh, it's all about I'm, San I'm also, what I also have a San JP Francisco. account on Twitter, which is, you know, Harry Farrow JP or something. And then I have the Indivisible Eureka Springs Twitter account. And, but I, you know, I'm on Facebook. I've got a JP Facebook account. I don't know, I'm all over the place. Well, everyone should follow you and thank you for doing all thank the work you so that much. you're doing and we really appreciate you. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Love Harry Farrow, everybody. All right. We're gonna keep it going because next up we got a gay guy and his feelings. Looking cute. Wish I had some lip gloss. And feeling cute. What you gotta do? You showed up. Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. Corey, Peter, it's Corey. okay. It's a present from Jesus. Oh, here he comes. Every day. It's a sexy oh, silver yes. fox, honey. Oh, yes. This part of the show is called Gay Guys and Their Feelings, and our guest today is a gay guy who has feelings, and we have feelings about him. He's one of our original 14 listeners from way back in our glorious and underpaid Bravo TV days. 
He's an attorney who works in social services, so we have no idea why he listens to our stupid fucking podcast. But either way, we're so glad he does because the most important thing is that he is a sexy-ass silver fox, and so is his husband. This is our first time meeting him, and we're so grateful that he made the trip all the way up from Memphis to share his gay guy feelings. So So without further ado, please give a warm, warm welcome and love to Corey Brees. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, Corey. Get close to that thing. Come on, you can do it. It's you know you can. Time. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, states' rights versus uh, nationalism or federalism. And I am very drunk right now, guys, so I am sorry. Same girl, And this same, is why we love girl. gay guys no, it's and their feelings. So, I love how some people want to... T- I love how some people are going to be about states' rights versus federalism. And it's like, well, the Supreme Court's just picks and chooses when they're going to go, no, that's a state right, versus, oh, my God, we can take away your, uh, we can take away away your, uh, as a woman, your right to your body to do whatever you want to do. Exactly. That's, that's fucked up. (laughs) Fucked up, bitch. Fucked up, core. It's fucked up. No, and so, and, and (laughs) no, so I think it's funny that they're like, well, no, we've, we've just put it back on the states, and it's like, well, what you've done is actually, let the states go total ham on whatever, whatever issues they want. And then it's like, well, uh-oh, that's the, that's the Supreme Court that we have right now. And, right. and they're going to be there for 30 years. Or 100. Or 100. Or what are your feelings? What are your feelings about that? I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> Stressful. <laughs> Stressful. But you're already married, right? Well, today I am. Yeah, no, that's going to get oh, no, no, taken no. away. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, <laughs> right to privacy, gone. Like, yeah. that's all. They, it's all been set up. We will never have a right to privacy again. And hello, everybody. But, um, <laughs> but, but no, <laughs> Clarence Thomas said everything is on the table. So we will never have the right to privacy ever again. And he said give me some cases. And it's like, yes. And with this fucking majority that we have in the Supreme Court, it's like, nobody's going to have a right to privacy, which means that the small government people, they're going to be involved in your life forever. They're going to tell you you have to have a forced pregnancy. You don't have the right contraception. You can't fuck who you want. And you have no, and you have no right to privacy. So period, end, end of story. So it's like... It's you can't all, marry who you want. It's all on the table. So I'm just like, I, it's... Hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're horrified, you're sad... Do you guys really yeah. think that they're going to take away, um, Sorry, like, gay marriage? Because I made fun of Julie, and every, the three people in here who listen to the podcast know that I made fun of Julie ad nauseum <laughs> about worrying about abortion. I'm like, oh, you're exhausting. You're so dumb. It's never going to get taken away. And no. then it did. And I'm like, so weird. Like, gay marriage is going to go, too. And it's, like, exciting. No, we're going to lose, like, all our rights. And we're going to have to, like, go and be, like, weird cloistered women who, like, <laughs> that dumb bitch from the Excedrin commercials. What's that show called? The handmaid's tale? Yeah, like that. And I'm like into it. Offred? Yeah. Offred. <laughs> Offred. No, this is what it's turning into, people. No, I'm sorry, but, and I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. You're gay. It's <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. No. You're no, present but. from Jesus every day, Core Boy. <laughs> we love you, Core. Thank no, you for But no, I, guess, I, I guess I'm sorry. I hope that this is okay, but the right to privacy is um, going What up do you in mean flames. by the right to privacy? Meaning, Clarence Thomas said, hey, um, 
when they overturned Roe v. Wade. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. No. They were, he was like, let's examine all of these other rulings that have come across through the right of privacy, meaning everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And the so whole it's thing like, with it was like the right to privacy, and, and, which was what the whole point of them over, overturning it was, which is why you. I kept fucking talking about it. Thank you. Thank Good. you. No, 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 Thank no, 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 Thank no. You. And, and but no. what other shit and has to do with the right to privacy? No, and I've told, I've told, to uh, contraception, gay Absolutely. marriage, same sex marriage, or whatever you so want to call it. So these small government ass, your body. so these small government assholes are going to be like, uh, yeah, we're small government, but we're going to be involved in every aspect of your life, and it's like, wow. Except guns. Thank you. That's, That's right. good. Yeah. That's right. Was that your sexy husband? Possibly. Well, he, he is packing. I'm just going to say. Um, <laughs> what is your feeling? What is, give us a, a conclusion to your, 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 act, your feelings, your feelings, your gay guy feelings as to how it makes you feel. Well, not great. <laughs> Are you stressed out? Yeah. Are you like? No, I'm. I'm okay. Everybody, I'm like terrified, and and terrified. my husband is not as terrified yeah. as I am, but I'm like. The right to privacy is on, like, the chopping box. And everyone so. should wake up and take notice. Thank you. And maybe, like, pay attention Thank and you. fight back. And don't let your right to privacy be taken away. Absolutely, because they are taking that away. Right, like, and we're not going to let them do that, but chip. they are doing it because there's yeah. nothing we can do about no. it. Okay, so, yeah. I'm so sorry that my gay guys and my feelings, but... I no, do. your gay guys and your feelings are great. Hey. Your big hey. dick your energy is great. great. What yeah. is the... Um, Name of the podcast is Dumb Gay Politics. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, thank you so much for baking it all the way here. He came here just to express his feelings. Five hours. That's why we love everyone who listens to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. He's from here. He drew up long. Corey Brees, everybody. We literally have three listeners. It's so sweet. All right, here we go. That's it. Oh, here. Here. Is this the song? I'm sorry for everyone. Uh, that's it for this live episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you to Jay Wilkes for including our stupid podcast in this amazing diversity weekend. Eureka Springs is truly a bucketless place to visit, and we really can't appre- we, we really appreciate you bringing us here. So Jay, th- please give him a round of applause because all of this is happening because of him in general. Um, And thank you to the three of our 14 listeners who came to the show tonight. As always, it's been real and it's been fun, but mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. Now, as we do uh, in all of our shows, please get your dollar bills out and show the love to this performer because (sighs) this is fucking incredible. Uh, (laughs) She's from Oklahoma City. Uh, and on the, on the uh, description of our podcast, we're going to put all of her social media handles and where you can find her, because you will be following her after this performance. Please welcome Giselle Monet, who will be performing Sweet Transvestite. How'd you do why? See you met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broke down, because when you're not you were the candy man don't get strong by the way I look don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much 
to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain isn't really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. 